Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, another man who is also a host of this show, Chris Miggs. Hey, it's good to be here. Um, always good to be here. And it's, you know what, Garrett, you know what it's a good week for? It's a good week for friendship, because what we've proved this week, or at least Tony Khan has proven, is that if you love a friend enough, they can keep a job even when they bite a man. <laughs> is okay so i didn't see dynamite but is that what tony khan came out to announce he's like apparently big punk is here <laughs> big, big announcement ace steel is back guys and everybody's like who and they're like the guy who bit candy and they're like oh and half the crowd is like yay that guy deserves to keep his job and the other half the crowd's like fuck boo boo um yeah i would hope someday <laughs> Garrett, I almost I almost want to see if my company will hire you just so you can bite someone and I can see if I have enough pull. <laughs> I don't care that I don't care that he bit someone. I don't care that he bit someone. Uh he stays. He stays. He can he has he, I, yeah, I get it. He has to work from home forever now. That's fine. He's going to be okay with that. He's my friend, goddammit. And he says like he, he bit Tony. He bit Tony. Well, this doesn't the name Tony doesn't work in this scenario. There's definitely Tony. Yeah, it's fine. No, I mean it, it works fine. I'm sure there's a Tony that works. <laughs> that works with you. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that is fuck. Like even okay, for real though. Let's say you and I are out somewhere. Mm -hmm. A fight happens over whatever. Mm -hmm. I bite a guy in the mm -hmm. neck. Yeah. Do you defend me no matter what? Or like do you think like that's kind of lame. Like maybe don't bite. We're 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 punching, kicking folk. You know, I really it depends on the scenario here. I mean, I guess if you were unprovoked, if you just like, if you're just out one night and you're like, <laughs> "Look, I'm at Kid Rock's honky tonk, and biting is what I do." I don't know if I could defend that, um, especially if you were somehow at Kid Rock's. I don't know why that would happen. Um, but so if you're, I, if you're defending okay. someone, we're fighting. You're def I, I I'm, I'll defend you, Garrett. I'm with you. So we're at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk. Mm -hmm. You see me take off running, mouth agape. Uh, <laughs> it is because I see a man pulling out a colostomy bag, and I'm there to save the day. <laughs> right, right. And then you you bite off his finger like you're Arn Anderson, and we're all it's a win. Chris, Arn Anderson bit a dinosaur's finger off. <laughs> I did not see the photos, but apparently there are photos of a very chipmunk-cheeked Arn Anderson running to the ring, filled with blood packets. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so I was thinking the photos, because I was going to say, I mean, it was so much blood. It was like, that's clearly was, blood packets. It, oh, my God. Chris, that is the hardest I have laughed in months. Like, in every time, after the match was over and Arn is sitting in the corner. Every time it cut to his face, it was just like, it was really like the comedy rule of threes. Like by the third time, I was just like out of breath, crying into my hands. <laughs> like he looked like, Garrett, if you started feeding your, your small child, like uh, solids. <laughs> I have. Right. You ever feed them something that's red and it just... Mm. It just looks like they've been in a crime scene. That's what Arn Anderson looked like. 
a toddler who'd been given like some something with like beat based or something and he's just <laughs> he's just covered that's what happens when uncle arn gets drunk at the thanksgiving table <laughs> near the cranberry sauce <laughs> big fan god arn had even, too much he, cranberry sauce so the whole time i'm just like oh he's gonna guys he's gonna, cause i'm watching it with uh two people who don't watch wrestling so i'm like guys he's gonna give him the spine buster he's gonna give him oh okay it, false false one it didn't happen yet now he's gonna do oh no he's biting him oh my god there's so much blood <laughs> they're like is this what you watch garrett is this what you think is entertainment and i was like god damn right this is yeah. the most entertaining thing i've ever seen it was pretty hilarious right you gotta that admit looks that. like your dad's friend biting a dinosaur <laughs> my show's insane i paid 55 dollars for this <laughs> and and look i got at least ten dollars worth of that value from watching that man bite a finger so if i had to rate it star wise mm -hmm. the biting of the finger jumped a full star like that is that had a lot of mileage for me which because to be honest you and i talked about it i think we disagree a little bit on some of this but i did not love the pay-per-view I mean, I think I'm with you. I mean, I mean, I I told you at a certain point, I I just started eating an edible, just to <laughs> see if it would make the show more interesting. Um, and I gotta say, uh, kind of kicked in too late. I think I was just high while I was asleep. It wasn't really great. It was <laughs> great planning like, on my I, part. You're like, actually, I think I accidentally took acid, and I'm pretty sure I saw Arn Anderson <laughs> bite somebody. Yeah, that I mean, that didn't happen, right? That's just a an image I saw in my Did brain. Tony Khan write that for sure. I think so. He writes everything. Yeah, he's he's like, okay, Arn, here's my pitch. All right, all right. I walk in, I give him the spine buster. They're like, no, 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 Arn. They're gonna see that coming. Everyone's seen you do the spine buster. No one wants to see that again. But but what if, Arn? What if you bite his finger off? He's like, you mean like bite it? Deal. <laughs> exactly. You're the new Ace Steel. It's an in joke. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite his arm. No, no, no. I want you to bite the finger. Like, really, a little bit the finger. It's like, what if I bite it all the way off? Ooh, I like it, Arn. Now you're getting into it. A horseman would bite it off. Exactly, Arn. Exactly. A horseman would bite the finger off. <laughs> God knows what a drunk Ric Flair would do with the finger after it comes off. <laughs> oh, ah, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a little rib. They're trying to reattach the finger. They, the doctor figures out it's been in someone's asshole. Whose asshole? Ric Flair's. Of course. He did a kamikaze shot. He shoved it up his asshole, and then Tully snorted some coke off it. It was just <laughs> the boys having a good time. Oh, my God. A time when wrestlers were men and didn't play these silly video games. Right. <laughs> they just did boatloads of drugs all across the country. It was just uh, the downfall of men when that Atari came out. <laughs> these new wrestlers today, they can't even tell you how to do crack. None. None. Well. No one in regular wrestling can tell you how to do crack. <laughs> I have to think that uh, 
Did you happen to see, just speaking of uh, crack and not regular wrestling, did you happen to see the clip I sent to our group on Instagram of, I guess it was Kit Osborne at an XPW show? It was Kit Osborne. I saw someone assaulting someone at an XPW show. Yeah, they were really, they, first they smashed a light tube over a fan's head, which the light tube, like, according to what I'm watching, that hurts sometimes. This fan no sold it. So I think that maybe those just break easy. Oh my God, really? But then he punched him in the face twice. And I guess what, I don't know what the fan said to him, but he was holding a sign that said Jews for XPW. Okay. What do you think happened? <laughs> he, I'm, I'm very concerned about where this is going here. Uh, he, the fun is it's XPW. <laughs> it could be anything. Right. It's, is he pro or con? Did he misread the sign? Because to me, that meant like the Jewish people enjoy XP. This is for us. Uh, and is Kid Osborne saying, no, it's not? I'd hope not. I mean, that's what we'd all hope. Uh, I don't know anything about Kid Osborne other than that time that a uh, canceled wrestler. Chris Dickinson beat the absolute fuck out of him in Backyard 2 in what, like, probably my favorite match of the last decade. <laughs> I mean, look, Kid Osborne's probably done something terrible if he works for XPW. We don't know what, I won't speculate on what, we just know there's darkness within him. Um, that would actually be, they should do a whole season of Dark Side of the Ring that's just called, like, like why'd this guy have to go to XPW? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> it's probably not it's probably not for for like even cable to, i would say network television even cable television maybe it's like a youtube thing they do in between seasons <laughs> it's just like hey hey why this guy have to go to xpw <laughs> what do you do well i think that's gonna be us we're gonna be like the tmz of pro wrestling mm. and sit around a room and you're gonna be like the lawyer guy what's his name Har harvey levin that like sure. sits in the, the room and like drinks out of a water bottle and like is just looking at his minions to tell them awful things that have happened to celebrities. So in this scenario, I'm QT Marshall. Is that I don't QT know. QT Marshall is basically in the in the QTV sketches. He's playing. He's basically the Levin character. I guess that makes you Aaron Solo. Oh, I didn't see. Here's the thing. And or maybe the I blonde lady. I skipped those sketches. <laughs> okay. I only see QT Marshall when he's at the gym by my house. Fighting in a, a beast man match. Sorry. Um, but we yes, could produce that. Yeah, we could. Maybe that's a show we produce. Why'd this guy have to go to XPW? <laughs> uh, there's a whole episode on American Cheeseburger on Dark Side of the Ring. And it's about the ter terrible things that like happened at that place before Rob Black bought it. Why we did it have to go to XPW? <laughs> we thought that grade D beef was the lowest quality. It turns out we were wrong. Why is that? Why is that food raw? There's a cold spot in the oven. Apparently, the entire oven's a cold spot. That's it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they started deep frying the cheeseburgers. Oh. 
The oven sure doesn't. Obviously, the grill doesn't work, so you throw her in the deep fryer. You're yeah, right. you're right, and that's just that's just good business sense, right there. Exactly. Exactly. Shit. Okay, so back to to double or nothing. Um, Wait, so we yeah. still haven't figured out why Kid Osborne punched that guy? Oh no, the I the clip I saw was very short, but it makes you feel like he was the bad guy in the situation, especially because the referee, like the referee lets two punches get off into that kid's face before he stops it. And is like, Hey, what the fuck? Stop doing. But who knows? He might be the champ next month. I think that's how you actually move up the company ladder. (laughs) So so you're saying it was a good thing. I decided not to spend part of my Memorial day weekend at an XPW show. Well, I mean, no, I do want you to go. They're just so expensive, Garrett. What does that mean? How much are they? They were, I think the cheapest ticket was like 50 bucks or something. Ringside's like 80 something. Do you see what kind of quality of matches they give you, though? Like Truly these terrible. Guys, these, no, if, fuck off. These guys if are I could, hurt. <laughs> if I could pay 20 bucks, I would, I would go to, to Rubberneck. But. Well, you got, I mean, you gotta go. And they do have to charge more because, I mean, Alex Cologne's there. He's the champion now, I think. Goddamn right he is, and they're going to pay him handsomely. And it yeah, costs they're going to pay him $2 more. They're going to pay him $2 more than Lauderdale did. That's, don't say that. Don't say that. He's, he'll come for you next. <laughs> Where will he go? NWA, now he's wrestling with Tyrus, who Billy Corrigan says that I'm not a true wrestling fan if I don't enjoy. I was talking to someone recently who's a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. Mm. Uh, actually, uh, interestingly, sh- short plug, the co-host of, of another podcast I started called Sullivan Street, a Counting Crows podcast. If you enjoy the band Counting Crows, listen. If you don't, probably avoid it. Um, really just going to talk about Counting Crows concerts and albums and shit, so it's not really that going to be exciting. But he's a big Billy Corrigan fan, Smashing Pumpkins fan as well. He's like, have you... like?" Do people respect him with the wrestling? And I was like, man, this is actually a weirdly long story. <laughs> did you tell it on the podcast? No, we did it off the air. But I was like, look, so people used to kind of respect him. And there was an old school thing that was happening. People kind of enjoyed it. They were like, this is interesting. But then it got kind of worse and weird. Now there's a Fox News guy who is really terrible, both like as a person and as a wrestler. He used to be a a, a, a dancing dinosaur, and now he's just a, a weird person who kind of dances. And he's the champion. Um, and he was like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I know. Now there's a concert. I don't know. Um, I don't. Dude, it's confusing. So our fan, so fans of the band aren't like super aware what's going on with Billy Corrigan the rest of the time. No. No. Like as, as far out of Smashing Pumpkins as they get is Juan. And then we leave it there. Yeah, they're like, oh, Billy's got that thing. You know, it's like it's like if if, if the, the guy you liked, well, it could be worse. You could be a fan of the band Live that was in, involved in a, a, some sort of weird cable company. Fiber Optics. The band Live? Yeah, apparently it was kind of a scam. Go Google the Rolling Stone article. It's amazing. You'll be like, what? How? And again, why because it's the band live and they're running a fiber optics company and apparently there's some it's very strange it's a a really sordid tale it was a big time for scams the the band collective soul personally funded the whole miss cleo scam (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, they put all of their I alone money into uh <laughs> to this. Don't even get me started on what Vertical Horizon was up to. <laughs> Did you know that two of the members of that band were named Chad? It feels right. They were best friends and now they hate each other, apparently. That sucks. They had a yeah. couple songs they wrote together that were well received by VH1. Exactly. Exactly. They had a beautiful dream together all the way from somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania, all around the world, to be, you know, those guys behind the bald dude. <laughs> Fuck him. He don't even have hair. This is the guy who plays bass. Jesus I mean, because apparently the guy, the guy, the bald guy is touring now without with just all new members. And I really dare anyone to go watch the show and be like, oh, yeah, that's a different drummer. Also, I think you need to sell your uh, Counting Crows podcast better because you just told everyone you're like, it's not as much fun. But it is as much fun, I think, maybe. It is as no, it is as much fun. If you if you would all enjoy the music of Counting Crows, I I think you will enjoy the podcast. I think it's going to be very delightful. Does I'm it just have saying, if the same this, level of nonsense as this one, not yet, not yet. It's not nearly. We haven't we haven't uh, like established that maybe like like what's Adam Duritz doing at the deli? Like we haven't done bits <laughs> like that yet. Give it fifty episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got to develop. This is episode one. You and you and Derek, you and Derek weren't reading, uh, you know, fan fiction by episode three or something. You know, that took years before I wrote that. We, I think, pretty early on though, we were playing a uh, Mary Fucker Kill with wrestlers. <laughs> we, we we ran out of things to talk about super early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no, there I'm was a pay per view. There was a pay per view. Sorry, twenty two minutes in. There was a pay-per-view. And, and other things wanted. happened besides the biting. Oh, man. Did it, though? That for, Like, other than the Battle Royal, man, that was just, like, two stinker matches in a row that I couldn't tell you one thing that happened. Other than in the third match, Aubrey getting hit with the guitar was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, the third match, the tag title match was fun. Um, Wait, am I making that up? That great... didn't happen. That might have been on TV. No, that happened. Okay. I got hit with a guitar. That's the thing that happened. It was kind of one of those shows where things were just sort of meandering along a little bit for a while. Really kind of up until the Statlander reveal. I 100% agree with that. I From Statlander on, everything was perfectly fine. And even fun, like good. it was really like, good, actually. Past that yeah. point, it's a really good. It's a lot of really good stuff there. So it, it didn't make me feel the end was good enough. I didn't feel like I wasted money. But when you're sitting there with two people who have never watched wrestling before, and you're like, these guys only do four pay per views a year, and they're always good. This was like kind of fucking boring to show. That's a long four hours, especially to sit through those first few matches. Yeah. Did you have to explain to your friends that Britt Baker is a dentist? I did. How'd they feel about that? Oh, that's cool. I think that was as far as that went. And then I, but I had to go further because 
at one point Leah did look up the um the Yelp reviews for Britt Baker's dental office. Oh, they were they were they were quite good. Oh, uh, they okay. said she was sense. a very good dentist. She was very gentle. Um, yeah, no, all the reviews seem to be very good for Britt Baker as a dentist, which I assume at this point, it just has to be dorks going, right? Like, like I, that's who I would go see if I lived there. Yeah, but you got to think it's just other people. I mean, I don't know. It's a practice. You, some kids coming in there. Just, I, you know, you don't, you don't know how people, if you get good Yelp reviews, right? People are just looking for a good dentist. You know, I found a good dentist. I stick with him. You know, maybe if you don't have a good dentist, maybe you haven't been going during the pandemic. Maybe your dentist retired. You know, my dentist is a bit older. She might retire at some point in the next few years. What am I going to do? Fly to Tampa? Maybe. Here's the thing. Britt Baker gets one look at you. You're not, there's no way you're not going to have a wrestling shirt on. And she's just going to be able to tell this guy's going to lick my fingers. I have a lot of Grateful Dead t-shirts, Garrett. It'll be okay. I'll just be like, no, no, I just really love music. You think um, deadheads look less like they're going to lick your fingers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just look. And look, once she, once she gets one look at my mouth, she'll realize there's, there's opportunity here. You know, there's this, this guy's going to need to come see me at least two, three times a year forever. You know, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm sorry about your teeth, but like that's uh I like that she wants to see you more. I guess not. Well, it's on a not want to. Business. It's more. It's more just. It's yeah. It's just business. It's like if I'm gonna take keep taking care of your teeth, I'm gonna have to see you on a somewhat regular basis here. Is she gonna know that you're flying to Tampa? <laughs> I'm just explaining. Where do you Where do you live? Uh, down the street by Hogan's Hideaway, <laughs> right around the airport. <laughs> Where'd you come from today? Over by the airport. Where are you going afterwards? I'm just going to Hogan's. I just really enjoy the uh, the Clams Casino. She's like, I figured out what's wrong with your teeth. <laughs> if you if you keep eating, you can't keep eating at Hogan's Hideaway. You have to stop have you brushing seen your Brian teeth with mozzarella mouth? sticks. <laughs> so, oh, speaking of knobs, not to get too far off of off subject like we normally mm-hmm. do um i did watch a minute of the gcw show i checked out two matches one okay. was the janella sawyer versus i watched um, that as well okay I thought that was you, fun it was fun and uh did you listen to the commentary throughout i had it on for sure there was a fair amount of knobs talk there for a little bit there was right there was mention that yeah that's, you know, Joey Janela, Brian Knobs. Because Janela was wearing the Nasty Boy style shirt. And, you know. They he said. He's, yeah, they made mention on commentary that Janela and Knobs have a bit of a feud. And they said, well, Florida man and Knobs. If they're mentioning it on commentary, I think that's putting us one step closer to getting to Florida man versus Knobs. I'm really ready for it. I'll go, I'll go anywhere for that match. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like that. Even bring a Tony Khan might sign that to AEW for a, <laughs> a, a lights out match. It's an actual lights out match, though they don't air it. Tony Khan's just like, I just really want. <laughs> I got a lot of money, and I want to see this match. Uh, make it happen, guys. <laughs> uh, other than yeah, that match was uh, was quite a bit of fun, and it was nice. The match starts with um, fuck. 
uh, what is Cardona's lady? I always forget her name now. Steph Delander. Steph Delander. Where was she prior to this? NXT. She okay, okay. We've probably talked about this four times, and I just keep forgetting who she is. But they you're jump. the you're my you're the biggest NXT fan in my life, Garrett. So, <laughs> which let's go ahead and jump there. No, um, I just I loved they started by jumping Maki Ito and then uh, Joey and and Sawyer came out, and I just loved Sawyer towering over them and her having that like smile with the tongue out face. Like it's very <laughs> menacing when that's about to jump somebody. Yeah, she's weird, scary. And the fact that like the it kind of ended where it was just a handicap match between her and those two, and ended up winning with the help of Nick Gage. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah, I did watch the Zack Saber and Jordan Oliver match. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only laughed because it came, Zack Saber came out, and I was like. Oh fuck yeah! I forgot he was on this show. This this will probably be fun. Who's he wrestling? And then when Jordan Oliver walked out the curtain, I said nope, and then just started scrolling. <laughs> How was it? It was fine. Look, look, Zack Saber can wrestle a broomstick, and Jordan Oliver is, I mean, almost as good as one. So I mean. That's not nice. No, he was. I look. I mean, it was. This was not. I don't know. Part of it is I don't know. Like what? Like what's Jordan Oliver's style? Like he he did fine with the 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 Zack Saber style. He, he didn't embarrass himself. You know, he wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't like him and Deppin. You know, where they could really kind of go hold for hold, or even like, you know, Saber and like a guy who really is really really good at that. Um, but it was. You know, it was acceptable. And so it was after that that Blake Christian came out and you turned off the show? No, I think that was after the Cardona match. Okay. Yeah, I think you are right. Um, I went ahead and skipped past that myself Mm -hmm. and went straight to uh, Vikingo, Gringo, and Commander. I was pretty kind of prepared to just be seeing the same shit I've seen from all three of these guys over the last few months, a lot of exposure of these three uh, lately. So it's just, I feel like I've seen everything they can do. I was very wrong. This match, there were some crazy spots at one point. Let's see. I don't remember how they got to this point, but Gringo got uh, Vikingo on his shoulders Mm -hmm. and then commander on top of Vikingo's shoulders. You know, so they're like a human pyramid of people just sitting on shoulders. But then Gringo throws them up and twists them and gives them a sit-out powerbomb to both of them. And they mm-hmm. both perfectly spin on each other's shoulders and fall backwards. It was beautifully choreographed. And I I mean, I don't know. I just I have not seen that. That was pretty fucking crazy. And then the other one just it's kind of like when you watch Vikingo like against Kenny, there's parts where mm. he's moving so fast and like fluid around Kenny that you just, it's hard to see what his body's doing really. Mm. And as far as I could tell, 
uh, Gringo had him to give him an Alabama slam, mm -hmm. but as he flipped him, somehow flipped him around and gave him a pile driver from the Alabama slam position. And okay. it was just stuff like that throughout the match that I just, I felt like they kept doing things I hadn't seen before. And you know what? Turns out a match between those three is as good as it should be. Which is, I mean, it's also, it's really impressive in 2023 when someone does shit you haven't seen before. We've all seen a lot of shit at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. with those, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, especially with those three, but I mean, Vikingo was just in the, not Vikingo, but um, Commander was in the, the opening match of Double or Nothing. There you go. Great segue to the show we should be talking about at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, the, that battle Royal at the beginning that, that commander was in, I loved the finish when it got down mm. to swerve and orange Cassidy. I thought that was great drama at the end. And honestly, it could have gone either way to me. And I, and I love the, the, the finish with orange, just sort of gently kicking him and that being just enough because it's orange. That little kick that he does to everybody that has never done anything in the history of him being a wrestler finally won him a match. <laughs> It was but also, it's, it's a perfect kick there, right? Because he's not using... He's totally in balance when he makes that kick. Because he's not trying to... He's not throwing his body out. He's just just gently kicking you. And that's all he needed. It was just perfectly Orange. lazy. Because I feel like his, fin his wins aren't lazy enough. And that was a pretty lazy win there right at the end. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, do we even just skip Jericho Cole? I Again, there's really... There's really not much to say about it. I, I don't know. I guess the the one the one slightly negative comment I'll make, other than that, I, it just kind of went on too long. But just the um the finish just did not like it. Just sort of ended. I think they I get the idea they were going for, but it really just felt like it didn't quite build to a crescendo, and everyone was just kind of like, "Oh, it's over." Okay, so we'll see. Again, I don't. Obviously, I think we're all a little, all of us are maybe a little done with Jericho at this point, and I'm not the high vote on Adam Cole, so if they gotta wrestle again, that's okay with me. I'm not really, you know, too concerned. I like Adam Cole, I just, I, I've, I've always, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't love him the same way some do. It's hard for me to say I'm completely done with Jericho. Because I feel like every little bit, he'll still do something that's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, the last little bit, it, that just hasn't been in the ring. Right. Like, it hasn't been during matches. It's been a... I don't... I'm trying to think of the last Jericho match that I really enjoyed. The Eddie Kingston one? Or maybe the the title match against Mox last summer when he went, became Lionheart again? That was pretty good. Okay, yeah. Both of those him versus gage like he's had good aew matches it just seems like we're on a streak of him trying to do something with the guy who's back or new and it's they need to do something else with him he doesn't always have to wrestle the new the new or back guy yeah part of it i think is if they try to elevate sammy a little bit it's a little bit like when um as, as as Zack Sabre and Taichi kind of rose up in Suzuki Goon, where you kind of had that weird thing, but they had to let it kind of play out of like the top guys in Suzuki Goon are no longer Suzuki. Like you could imagine a world in which the top guy in the Jericho Appreciation Society isn't Jericho. 
but I think that's kind of an in, be an interesting tension to play out, and I think it would also allow, you know, Jericho kind of move down the card a little bit as a, as supporting to Sammy. You could always move him back up, you know. So I I I, I don't know. I don't want I don't want to fancy book too much. I just think there's an opportunity there to like move Jericho down and use him in a way that's more befitting where he's at in his career right now. That's fair. Yeah. Huh. He's had a good run and there's still room for him somewhere. Exactly. Um FTR what else happened? And that FTR happened. FTR and Jeff Jarrett it happened. We saw it. That was fine. I I like the Jarrett thing. I like I like the shenanigans, but it's it's it was fine. It, that's it's not a, a pay-per-view match though. No, like, it really felt like a like a dynamite main event. It I come to pay-per-views like if FTR has the titles I'm there to see them have a banger match with somebody else. And they've right. got plenty of people to do that with. I And I don't need a bad third comedy match. I mean, I don't know. It, it just, it, it felt bad. What was after that? Uh, the latter match with, uh, with the finger. Um, I think we've talked all we need to about that one. I didn't um, even know that was on the card. I didn't. Wardlow <laughs> in a ladder match just sounds awful. It, him doing the Jeff Hardy spot was kind of a weird, really weird moment. I was like, he broke his ass, right? He may have. He may have. Like his, he is three inches shorter tonight on Dynamite. If he was <laughs> on the show, like he landed ass first, so hard on the ground, and all I could like that had to have shook his brain. Like he is not right right now. If he ever has been, um. Jamie Hader dropped the belt to Tony Storm. That's kind of a bummer. I really like Jamie Hader. I hope she's not hurt for too long. Um, maybe she comes back and wins it in Wembley. Maybe that could be a nice moment. Do you think that there's any move that looks like it hurts more than Tony Storm's ass to the face? No, she really throws her ass at you. It looks so painful. I'm pretty sure everybody that's taken it has a concussion. Like every at least everybody sells it like they're getting the worst whiplash. Well, those moves generally, the the Brody King cannonball too, I'm always like, I guess that works by his ass hitting the turnbuckle first before it hits you, but man, he's gotta be landing real close and in the right spot to make that happen. Uh otherwise he's just throwing three hundred pounds at you pretty much full blast, it looks like. I so. feel like I could survive his better though. I feel mm. like hers is going to lay me down, like lay me up. Like I'm going to not necessarily be in the hospital, but I'm going to be useless to my wife for a few days. Whereas just like, I can't move. My neck is stiff. Well, also you're, butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to be useless because you're like, mm, why you're hurt Garrett. Uh, a lady hit me with her butt. Sure. Okay. Uh -huh. You didn't see the way she threw ass at me, Leah. You didn't see the way she threw ass. What'd you do to, what'd you do to prompt that, Garrett? I don't even have an answer for that. I <laughs> like her. I all I've ever done is be nice and give her money. <laughs> I did not buy the OnlyFans. Only T-shirts. Only T-shirts. Um, yeah. I look. I'll defend you when you bite, Garrett. But I'm. I don't know if I can defend you for that one. <laughs> um the house of black uh, the six man that was fine again too i i like the lighting once again like i 
my friends started to head upstairs. I'm like, hey, no, come back. Look, these guys, these guys have really cool lighting. <laughs> costumes. You guys like costumes, right? Uh, so here, here we get to where things get interesting, right? Jade Cargill, Taya Valkyrie. Literally at the end of that match. Well, first of all, it was a good match up until the finish, which was a little bit awkward. But I, I literally as the match is ending, I'm like, well, where the fuck are they going with this now? Like, geez, if it's not Taya, who's it gonna Oh! Oh, there's Chris Statlander. Legitimately got a big pop from me. Had no idea she was coming back. Nope. It's nice to actually be surprised by these things because as it was as they were doing that, I'm like, who the hell would even be debuting? Like I was thinking, like, maybe Mercedes, but I'm pretty sure she's hurt. And uh, genuine surprise, love that Chris is back. Yeah, and I, I like the way they did it. It gave it gave Jade an out a little bit, right? Because it was her second match of the night. A little bit the overconfidence, right? It's her choice to do it. It's not like she's being forced to. But she's calling people out and got a little overconfident and got beat. Um, so there's a bit of a there's place for her character to go. You know, it gets rid of the winning streak, which was getting kind of ridiculous. And she needed to kind of have, I, I think Jade's only going to advance now if she can actually have matches that she might be able to lose. It, yeah, the, the streak thing, I think, I mean, Derek and I talked about this back, back when he was on here. Um, It's just the, the streak is always a hard thing to keep somebody over with. And, you know, it was nice. They let her hit 60. Nice, even number. Send her to the main event now. You know, not to the main event, but like, let her go for the main women's title. It'll maybe the main event. Her... Maybe it'll be the main event. I mean, she's yeah, she's a star, maybe. and maybe that'll help elevate the the rest of the t the group. I would also say though, they did get. I, I like that they built up, and when Taya hit the road to Valhalla, that really was a. People did pop like that might be the finish, which is a good sign, I think, mm -hmm. from where they'd gotten to with that. So, um, yeah, that was that was exciting. That was like again, literally two and a half hours in, and I was like, oh. Good, something happened. It it was kind of the first spark of life to the crowd. It was the first thing they got to see that didn't feel like a TV match. You know, it felt like a genuine big, big surprise. And then we we were off to the races from there. Yeah. Um, the four-way for the title. Uh, so Sammy Guevara is going to be a dad. Um, I, I'm curious about that. I'm... I don't know. I've I've watched uh, some some of Sammy and Tay on All Access. I haven't finished the season. I'm like three episodes behind, but um, a, enough for me to feel like that's it's gonna be weird. They just seem like they're gonna be a weird parenting couple. <laughs> I did have to explain to my friends with them, like, okay, so a while back, this guy proposed to his girlfriend on live TV. Aww, and then he is no longer engaged to her because he slept with this lady who he's now having a baby with. And I'm like, none of this is storyline. This is real life and things they let him just do on television. But it turned out she was the love of his life, it seems. They, they get married and they're having a child. So maybe it was all for the best. And maybe Pam is going to find someone new um, that's really the one who's right for her. The fact that your brain remembers Sammy Guevara's previous fiance, that that says that you know all the wrestling characters. You know them all. That's why I'm very good at trivia, Garrett. Uh, <laughs> you got a wrestling bar trivia night. You get me in there. Um, 
yeah, Pam's a nice lady, and she's going to land on her feet, I think. Uh, I hope for her. She's going to end up with yeah. Kip Sabian. No, I think he's in love, too. Um, she might end up with Kit Osborne. Oh, give her Action Andretti. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Action Andretti's the right call. He is sort of like... See, I don't know. Actually, no, I don't know about that, because it's basically... Does she just want Sammy, but just not quite? Hey, action. Sammy doesn't get to fight ZSJ on Rampage. Action Andretti gets to fight ZSJ. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Either way, Um, four way was very, four way was fun. It was good. I thought it was great. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great match. I thought they all kind of lived up to it. Um, I am really curious. I think I was thinking about this, right? The goal of the whole thing was clearly to try to elevate the the non the three non MJF guys in the match, and I I think they succeeded to an extent. I don't know if they got them all to sort of like their main eventers now, but they su- they succeeded to a at least a certain extent. And really though, but the the issue is it's it's all in the follow up, and I it feels to me like that's where Tony has struggled. He's like. He'll come up with a good idea. He'll get somewhere and he'll be like, okay, now if we just do this next thing and then the next thing is just like, I keep to keep him coming back to this, but Swerve Strickland was very over like six months ago. He was. Very over. Yeah. Very over. Now he's hanging out with, uh, he's, he, he's wrestling Dustin Rhodes. Now, well, I don't know what's going on. It's very confusing. Um, someday I'll wrestle so Keith Lee. I, someday. Like two years from now, they're going to be like, we've done it, guys. It's finally going to happen. And it's like, guys, look, I, I don't know if we needed this. We needed this at full gear uh, 2023 and not full gear 2025. Well, he needed just one match on the card to kind of have a Vince McMahon build where people were hot for it. People were ready for it two years ago, but we're doing it now. He wanted to see what that was like, you know. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I guess I, I just feel like you. I think they've elevated Jungle Boy and Sammy to an extent, but they could. I feel like they could very easily become unelevated if they don't really keep pushing the foot on the gas of those pushes. Darby's already kind of was there, right? Like, I mean, him being with Sting this whole time, and also just having a lot of exciting matches, regardless of who he was against. Like, he's definitely a guy to watch. So. He's somebody that if they threw out Darby versus Kenny, I would be excited to see that match. Right. And I think Darby, like Darby MJF, I think is still a real main event. They could do at some point. I'd be, I think I'd be interested in that match. Watching that match. It felt feasible that, I mean, obviously, you know, we all kind of figured that MJF was going to keep it, but Darby felt like the most likely that could have walked away with it as well. Like stolen it. Right. And I do think the finish and the way they kind of where MGF kind of did Darby dirty is nice because that does they can get back there for a third match, another showdown between those two that. You know, either either before or after, because one option there would be, you know, I don't know how long MGF's going to keep the belt for. But maybe that's a match, a sort of big program for the two of them that's not for the belt at some point. Hmm. You know. Maybe maybe right before Darby goes off to climb Mount Everest. 
<laughs> is that is that part of his death wish? Yes. No. He's he says he's going to climb Mount Everest next spring. Oh, on his his time off. Yeah. He's he's already yeah. put the days in, and the boss knows where he's headed. Mm-hmm. And they should keep an eye on that guy because. Uh, I don't trust. Is Sting going with him? Is Sting gonna be his little so. guy on this trip? <laughs> I like the idea. I feel like the there like one, um, there should be like a GCW show that is just guys walking up the the GCW roster walking up a mountain, and you wrestle who you land next to, basically as people start passing out. So like Jimmy Lloyd makes like three steps up and he just passes right out. You know what Who's I mean? He like fighting? he's not maybe like Jeff Cannonball. Like somebody that my somebody's gonna be mad that I didn't give Jeff Cannonball enough credit to get further up the mountain. Yeah, I think Cannonball gets a little bit little bit further up there. Sam Stackhouse. Sam Stackhouse. But he gets further up there than Jimmy. He gets like Peace, he gets man. like another twenty feet up. Could be Beastman. No, Beastman's Beastman's in better shape than that. Beastman's getting up to the middle of the mountain. Middle? Middle, yeah. Where do you think you would get? Because I'm uh, I'll be honest, I'm down there with Jimmy. Like Jimmy has better cardio than me, so I I don't know. I did a few miles in the Grand Canyon a year and a half ago. I can I can do some hiking, you know. You were riding a donkey, weren't you? No. I, I don't I don't ride look Garrett I don't I don't pilot any forms of transportation that's not what I do I don't drive Nothing? a car oh I don't drive a car I don't ride a donkey you know I, I guess I get on a bike if you force me to but um I just you know I like I like walking and transportation operated by someone else either Take a train conductor or my loving wife guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know when the elite came out together, did you get chills? Did you get did you have the goosebumps? Did you feel warm and fuzzy inside? No. Actually. Are I you shitting no. me? No, yeah, I I don't know, man. It kind of felt like they played like with some of the elite stuff over the last couple of years, it has felt a couple of times like they miss the peak a little bit. And I know it's in part because guys have been hurt and they've been kind of trying to do, you know, a, a little bit of bad luck. But I was excited, but I don't know. I was like, yeah, it's it's good to see them back together. I don't know if I was. Were you getting the chills? Maybe I'm, I apologize, but was I, was I? No, I'm surprised you didn't. But I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I'm also the guy that's like, Fast and Furious 10, baby. They did it again. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I was way into it. I was so excited to see those four guys back together. It just, I don't know, what, it had been a couple years since they had all played nice. More than that at this point. I mean, it's 2019, yeah, like, uh, right? Yeah, no, it's 2020. 2020. Right. The, the, they, Kenny. And Hangman's team broke up like two and a half years ago at this point. Wow. It just, I don't know. It just, it makes you look back at like all in and, you know, just when all the fun started, it it made me remember the good times and I was ready to experience some good times because I was so bored I was just two hours prior to this. No, I'm with you. I was ready to experience the, to be clear, I was ready to experience the good times and 
I love I love they they did the match first part of the match New Jack style, like they did Anarchy in the Arena last year. Yeah. I liked that there was a live band, and I really liked that the Bucks super kicked that dude. It was so we had discussed like I hope they keep the music playing, and they did. But the guy who was singing sucked, and uh, at first I was like, oh boy. Did TK approve the blackface man? Um, which it turned out it was a mask, so I guess that's okay. He still painted his chin, which makes it feel weird. Um, and then the red, I don't know. It seemed ill-placed on the, the makeup. That being said, he got kicked in the face. He did bad. But they kept the right. music going, and I loved it. Also, he's headlining XP. He's headlining the next XPW show. <laughs> He'll be playing. He'll be playing a song. He'll be playing a song for Schlack. It'll be. It's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I. I thought the match. I thought the match was great. I. It's the match we were all waiting for. They lived up to the expectations. It's it's hard sometimes, but like, if there's four, if there's eight guys, well, and and, I really all of them, I guess minus, minus to an extent, Claudio and Wheeler. If if you told me those six guys are going out there and they've got big expectations, I'd go, yeah, they're they're gonna hit it. I, I did like that in the press conference, uh, MJF shit on Wheeler Yuta a little bit and was like, <laughs> I wasn't surprised to find out he was the only one who didn't bleed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah the the music was great, just the. I feel like it wasn't quite as good as the anarch the, the last anarchy in the arena, but that one ended with Eddie Kingston trying to set Chris Jericho on fire. And there was an exploding super kick. That was okay. The energy of the last one I liked a little bit better, but this one, all I saw when that happened was a, te- a text in the group chain from Derek that just said, I know Garrett just came in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> And I did. Is Moxley okay? Did we ever see him again after his face exploded? I uh, we did. He's fine. He's fine. It's Mox. He's he's okay. But he's not like Janelle it up where he can't where he's just you know he didn't get like burnt no. or anything. Okay. Apparently not. Uh, that was so perfectly timed too, and we didn't know it was coming. So that right. was just a it was great. In the How rare is it when something like that, like it went off better than the exploding barbed wire death match? For sure. Oh, that wouldn't have been hard, but like that was actually was, a bigger explosion than the entire ring at that. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. That was great. That was really, really good. And it was good enough that I think most people at the end of that would maybe almost forget that what they had watched a couple hours prior was kind of boring for a while. I mean, I didn't forget that, but it was pretty great. I mean, the also the thumbtacks uh, to the foot, yeah, which were just that's hardcore. You had a silver heel at the end of that, and that was mm-hmm. that was great. Uh, what did you think of uh, Takeshita's whole thing? I I I liked it. I think I think there's an interesting spot for him there to be you know, Callus's other guy. I think there's also, again, I think this maybe finally sets up Callus repping William Ospreay. Mm. 
which would be interesting. And of course, if Kenny needs one more person he can trust, because there's one extra guy on that side, that does potentially lead us to the Golden Star, Kenny's golden lover, Kota Ibushi. So does that lead to, I would imagine, a Wembley match? But maybe they save it potentially. for all out. Um, man, it would. There's a lot of different options. And that's uh, the beauty. I, I, I think that's one of the beauties of that feud, right? Is that. So they literally they could do this. They could do this feud in some form for a while because here are the matches that are on the table in this, right? The Bucks against Claudio and Wheeler. The Bucks against Danielson and Mox in for that uh i want that one i want that one right right danielson omega two danielson hangman three on the table another kenny mox match i'll take that any day of the week uh hangman and <laughs> hangman and mox may have wrestled enough times earlier this year that may be one they, they can't go back to too too quickly mm-hmm. um but again like kenny and hangman against danielson and Mox is, I mean, Kenny and Hangman are one of the best tag teams in AEW history. So that's another one that's still sitting on the table. If Abushi comes back, obviously that opens up a ton of shit. Um, you tell me I get Abushi and Danielson or Abushi and Mox or any fucking combination like that. That's incredible. It just seems like we're probably building towards blood and guts. Which the idea of Abushi and blood and guts is super fun. But I would not be mad if at Wembley we got Stadium Stampede. If they could find Even a way to pull that off, it'd be pretty incredible. It's I know it's the same thing as Anarchy in the Arena, but I think to this day, Stadium Stampede <laughs> might be my favorite match I've ever seen. It came at a time in the pandemic when we were all sad and needed something, and I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I bet it's still really good. It's yeah, I think that's still going to be probably the tops of the of that era. And I'm with you like very few. That's one of those matches that's going to be hard to explain to someone. I feel like if they start watching wrestling now and they're going back and they're like, oh, that was pretty good. And you're like, you don't understand. At this point, we're all two and a half months into a pandemic. None of us have left our house. Uh, Oh, by the way, multiple people in the wrestling world had died that week. Um. And we're all just, this is the first wrestling pay-per-view that we're all like sitting on our couch, sad and alone. And they brought so much joy to all of our lives that we all, we all kind of like cried with joy. I, I know you can't see that just watching this as a wrestling match now, but I promise it's true. That's, wow. I forgot about some of that even just I for, who died that week. Uh, I know Shad Gasper did. Shad, oh, okay, and I think Hana yeah. Kimura was not. Hana Kimura was not long before that either. Okay, man, like yeah, you're right. It had been a rough week. Like it had been a rough few weeks, and and in the world, right? Also, lots of other people were dying too, like, not just people. Thousands, in <laughs> like yes, a many lot, thousands. A lot. Yes, it was. Uh, um, we didn't know how long we were going to be inside. Were we inside forever? It was just this way. Am I next? But then they gave us the stadium stampede. And it was perfect. It was best match. I think it's everybody involved. That was just, that was a high point of the pandemic for sure. 
as far as yeah. entertainment delivered to me during that time period. Yes. I we did a whole podcast about quarantine wrestling and the cinematic matches. And honestly, that's I think the only one of those matches I would rewatch. That's fair. I, I guess I might watch AJ and Taker again if I were real drunk. Oh, that was a good time. No, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I do miss the cinematic era. I, may, well, maybe me again. Maybe they bring it back for stadium for stadium stampede. I don't know. The, the pandemic's over now. Joe Biden said. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Or maybe it's coming back. Maybe there's gonna be a new pandemic. I don't know. I hope not. When I find out there's another government shutdown, my first thought will be Stadium Stampede 2. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, again, it's, I didn't feel ripped off. They're, AEW's, the next one's got to be a banger. But it's going to be Forbidden Door, so it's probably going to be a banger. Forbidden Door is before Wembley. You're right. Yeah, so... Forbidden Door is in like a month. Less than okay. a month. All right. Well, let's do it. The build yeah. should be fun. Like this is hopefully because last time we had a little bit of an issue with getting people over. Hopefully this when we get a proper nice build to actually get us excited for what's to come. Well, I think part of the lucky thing is that Dominion's a little earlier this year. Dominion is this Sunday. Sunday. Oh, wow. um, so that's happening. And that after that. A, they can announce who the champions are, right? No one's defending. They don't have to worry about, like, we can't spoil the Dominion main event or whatever by booking anything. Um, and those guys should all be available, basically. There's no, basically no major New Japan shows in Japan after Dominion. There's some house shows, but literally, I mean, again, anyone could miss those, I think. So it, it seems like they'll have some more time to start building to that. Um, I'm kind of, actually, I'm kind of excited for Dominion. I do think that's going to be. I was like looking down the list and I think it's going to be a pretty good show kind of all the way through. Um, some of it's more like I'm curious about that as opposed to excited, but you know, where does dominion fall on there? I think because of that one pay-per-view where we got like a literal perfect pay-per-view out of that dominion. Um, in my mind, it was always like, the next one under Wrestle Kingdom, but I don't think that's true. I think as like a full show, it kind of is. Part of the thing with New Japan, right, is that like the G1 final is more important than Dominion, but not as like a whole show, right? That's like mm. a there's a lot, there's a bunch of the New Japan shows that are fundamentally they are one match shows, right? Like the, all the tournament final ones, right? They're all very, they're important, but as a sh whole show, it's just like, there might be some angles on the underneath this, but really this is like the it's for the main event. Yeah. Some years, some years the G1 final show is pretty big, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd still consider this kind of their SummerSlam. We were mad about something. Was it SummerSlam? I don't know. I, I remember like whenever Dominion came out, we were mad about WWE, like fucking something up. And then Dominion basically gave us every single match ended the exact way you had hoped it would. And then it all ended with Kenny Okada um, doing maybe the best one of the series. I don't know. So, it, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm with you. I just remember that being a big turning point for Derek 
where he was like, fuck it. I guess new Japan is awesome. (laughs) So I feel like part of that, I was still trying to sell him and get him into the idea of new Japan. And I I feel like that, that show was definitely a big push and hard selling. Like, no, this is good. Yeah. Um, I don't think this show is going to be quite as good as that one. Um, but it does look like it's going to be good. It, we got Osprey against Lance Archer, which they've had a lot of a lot of great matches against each other. Saw Here's them in LA. Dallas with Fax. Right there, you go. Um, and that was a that was one of the first killer Lance Archer matches. We're all like, is Lance Archer really good now? That was yes. one. I remember my sister. That was her first wrestling show ever, and uh, that was her favorite match of that entire show. Was it at least twenty five percent because of Lance Archer's hair? Um, I mean, to be fair, it was probably all Will Ospreay. Mm. I mean, he's like a, he's, he's a handsome dude and he's fancy. Archer's hair though is pretty glorious. Uh, there's an undercard tag match with LIJ and just five guys. Kevin Knight and Kushida against the, uh, uh, Akira and TJP. That should be good. Zack Sabre against Jeff Cobb in a rematch, which should be great. Um, there's a tag title match that would have been good with Aussie Open, but now won't be. Um, Finley against Phantasmo. I think the one we're all kind of excited about: Ishi Tanahashi and Okada against Mox, Shooter, and Claudio. Oh wow! Who has the U.S. title right now? Kenny, still Kenny. Kenny still does. Is he on this? No, no. Are there any plans for Kenny to do anything with New Japan? I guess Forbidden Door. The probably. Forbidden Door. And the winner of Archer and Osprey will have earned a shot at Kenny. It's not clear that that's at Forbidden Door, but one might guess that that might be at Forbidden Door. That also, yeah, that also could have been a great um, Wembley, but... It might be. I mean, it still might be for that. I don't. That, no one's, again, no one's announced anything for that. Um, Hiromu against Master Watu. I guess maybe I'm less excited about the show than I thought because I definitely am not excited for that. <laughs> um, and then Sonata against Yota Suji, which is again one of those. I'm just real curious to see what happens there. All right. Real curious. And this is Yota Suji. She's just, just main eventing. Yeah, this Sunday, Sunday morning. All right. Well, we'll talk if about Ozzy's it. Next up, week. Yeah, if Ozzy's up, man, you just be like Ozzy. Look at these handsome Master Japanese Watto. men with all this crazy hair. Don't be like him. Don't be like Watto. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is the guy that uh, Anakin was building the pod racer with and Empire or the, the first Star Wars prequel. That Watto. Every time you say sure. that name, that's what comes to my brain. Which okay. that's also a thing that sucks. So. I don't know. I I I do not have any uh, opinions about Star Wars movies, so I'm gonna trust you on that one, Garrett. That's fine. Um, You're like, ah, I'll still accept your friendship, Chris. I it that doesn't that doesn't hurt me. There's a time it would have hurt me. I don't care now. I'm a grown up. Yeah, I'm a grown up. God damn it! If you don't like Fast and Furious, though, then we got something to talk about. <laughs> You'll argue about professional wrestling, but not Star Wars movies. No, that's fine. Yeah, you can not like the the space westerns all you want. And I again, I I don't I don't dislike them. I just I just don't really have an opinion about them. 
And uh, I do like, though, when when Star Wars fans go off on people on Twitter because um, it makes wrestling fans seem just slightly less embarrassing. I think any fans of anything is embarrassing. I think that Taylor Swift fans are just as embarrassing as Star Wars fans, as embarrassing as wrestling fans, as embarrassing as Marvel fans. Uh, there's there's bad seeds in everyone. It's true. I do think there's a little bit of a difference. I like. I think there's a very odd thing with the like evolution where Marvel, uh, Star Wars, wrestling to an extent is is guilty of this too. Of like adults hanging on to like kid things and not just continuing to enjoy it because there's no reason you can't enjoy it but being like actively angry at people on the internet because the thing the thing that they liked as a kid isn't quite what they wanted it to be as an adult that's that's kind of a bummer and again wrestling is guilty of that too people well it's it's not like the attitude era okay sorry don't watch it if you don't like i mean just do or don't like the if you're Jim Cornette, right? I mean, Jim Cornette is free to like wrestling better in 1988. That's okay. There's just no need to get angry. I mean, for Jim Cornette, there's need to get angry. It's called making money. But for anyone who's listening to Jim Cornette, there's no need to get angry. What would you say is the closest thing to the Attitude Era right now? Is it um, XPW? I mean, XPW seems very close to XPW from 25 years ago. <laughs> That really does seem like it's just keeping the spirit of that thing alive. There's only uh, one. And, and see, you can't, they're not ruining anyone's childhood. Right. They are keeping everyone's childhood as bad as it's ever been. Right. Um, they are here for you if you've had the childhood trauma that would make you either, either bring you into Rob Black's industry or make you a fan of Rob Black. Either one. <laughs> um, we're, getting, we're getting close to the end on this. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you have anything to wrap up what you were saying there? No, I mean, Swifties are weird, too, but I feel like Swifties are mostly younger, and so I I forgive them slightly. So I have a lot of opinions on that, and I don't know if this is the place for them. Uh, But I I am a Taylor Swift fan. I have purchased, I would say, most of her records and Mm -hmm. enjoy her. Uh, But they have hit a new level where, like, most of those people bought six copies of an album they hadn't heard yet when this album came out, that's, that's entering like cult level six, of like, why six copies. So if you haven't heard this, this, this drove me insane. And my wife is tired of me bitching about Taylor Swift. So when her album got announced, she said for the next 48 hours only, you can pre-order uh, these four limited edition color vinyls of midnight. Okay. 48 hours goes away. And then she's like, well, in the next 48 hours, if you order another copy, it'll be signed. 48 hours goes away. The original four are back. Some time goes by. The autograph ones comes back. So she's get because you have, if you buy all four of them, they make a picture. So you got to buy all these records. So she's super inflating her album sales with getting right. these people to buy this shit. Um, and then once the album had actually come out, if you buy this album at Target, you get an extra song that you can't get on the internet or anywhere else. And also it did turn out that um, all those limited edition colors were just sold at record stores. Um, 
So when you pre-ordered them, she charged an extra $10 per vinyl for shipping, but sent it media mail, which cost three bucks. Uh, so she pocketed Ooh. an extra seven bucks per vinyl for getting people to pre-order it. And if you pre-ordered it, you got it two weeks after its release. When day of, you could have just went to your local record store and picked it up. Ooh, that's, I mean, that stuff is scummy. We're like, look, I'm always comfortable with artists saying, look, if you want to buy the special version, here it is. But the kind of bait and switch stuff is always kind of gross. Like, again, if it's going to be special and you can only get it this time, really mean that. You know what I mean? If you're going to be like, look, this is the colored vinyl and you can go get it some other time, too. I mean, don't I don't know. Well, Um, when Midnight came out at midnight as well, everybody's very excited. They've already mm -hmm. purchased this record 12 times or whatever. And then 3 a.m. hits. Surprise. More songs. The 3 a.m. edition. So we've got that. So she just recently released it on vinyl again in a special color where you get these other songs you didn't get on all those other vinyls. That does seem kind of scummy there, Taylor Swift. I'm right? sorry. Like, and then like the stuff with these tickets, like, I mean, she's a fucking cold hearted businesswoman who makes really catchy pop bangers. Mm-hmm. That's a skill. I mean, what right. does she need the money for though? At this point, like what she's, she's building a fucking army. Like she's, she is going to do something where she is in charge of me in some way. Well, I mean, again, the end of the last season of Young Rock, Rock says he's going to start a country. Maybe Taylor Swift is also working on that. Maybe with The Rock. If those two ran for president, co-president, they're like, man and lady president together. (laughs) uh, They'd win. They'd win. Is she old enough to be president now? She has to be. Uh, she was she was born in 1989, right? Wait, oh, you're right. That is probably what that meant. <laughs> so she's close, right? She's got to be 35. So she'll be by next year. Yeah, it's a little soon to be. That's a little too close to actually campaign and everything. But I have to wait till the next. Do it. it. I think. Look, that they haven't declared yet. I think it's. In, in Young Rock, he's running in 2032. So I think it's 2032. It's Rock Swift. Um, also, The Rock nice. is going to be busy for a few years with, with Fast and Furious movies. To, just to please you, Garrett. I, I do think he's coming back just for me. Um, which, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a One long time. One week since you looked point. at me. Um, yeah. Okay, so we are so close to the end of this. And if I don't mention that I watched an NXT match, um, it was all for nothing. Well, I should, I should mention this, Garrett. So you messaged me, or, and me and Fax, and you said, um, you said, guess what I'm watching right now? And it was Tuesday night, um, somewhere between 9 and 10 p.m. And I was like, well, there's a major wrestling television show on right now, so NXT, and you were like, I can't believe you guessed that that quick. Is I didn't know NXT was on on Tuesdays. I really? I, I was aware. I was again. I'm. I don't watch it, but I'm aware it's on a show on a Tuesday. I don't. I assumed it was still on on Wednesdays. I didn't know they lost the Wednesday night war and like moved to Tuesday. That was like um, two years ago. They lost the war. It's been a while. <laughs> well. Basically, since the Braun Breaker stuff, I was like, there's nothing you can do to get me to watch this. But I saw that on the pay-per-view over the weekend, which I guess ran against Double or Nothing. Right. Yeah, it was on the same time as Double or Nothing. 
Um, I, it looked like it was in a half-sold arena as well. I saw a lot of blackout curtains. Great for them. Okay. Um, but I did see that I saw uh, Dijak post on his Instagram, Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov in a last man standing match. I loved both of those guys a lot on the Indies. Uh, I, I still think the fact that Vince McMahon never gave us Dijak versus Keith Lee at a pay-per-view is a crime. We're never going to get that like top level match at like a WrestleMania, but those two seemed great and fuck. They beat the hell out of each other in that uh, last man standing match. Dijak was hitting Ilya with a kendo stick so hard that his arm, like, honestly, it just looked broken to me. Like it was so bruised that like the giant welt coming off of his arm just made his arm look disfigured. But he really showed that he could take like just absolute punishment in a match and uh, come out looking like an absolute badass against a guy who's so much bigger than him. Um, at one point, Dijak goes under the ring to get a table, is holding it up, and Ilya just comes sprinting and basically cannonballs into the table like and just sends Dijak through the barricade, busts his own face open. Uh, it was that's crazy. Honestly, it like it crazy. was one of the is one of the better matches I saw this weekend, and it was on an NXT pay per view, and it was not the main event. I saw the main event was Braun Breaker versus somebody, and I didn't watch that. I just watched Dijak Ilya, the two guys who should probably be the stars of that company. Maybe Braun Breaker's really good. I'll never know. Um, you could message me and say if he's good, but guess what? I don't care. Uh, yeah. So that was awesome. I hope those two get to keep doing fun stuff. Oh, it looked like Tyler Bate was on the pay-per-view too. Is it, is just the UK guys over there? (laughs) I I guess they, the the guys that couldn't go to, or didn't go to Saudi Arabia or something. I don't know. I heard the fans, I heard the Saudi Arabian fans really liked the show. So good for them. I'm, I'm glad they had fun. Um, I'll Cody watch that Brock, some, some of that. Cody Brock put me in, made me feel away. Um, it made me feel like, did you ever see the, the M night Shyamalan movie signs? No. So the, the mom dies, but as she's dying, whatever, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who is her brother in the movie, she says, swing away to him. And they don't know what that means until the end of the movie when the alien comes and he sees a baseball bat and he had to think of his dead sister saying that to be like, ah, maybe I should bludgeon it to death. And it worked. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And that was the same level of stupid of this Brock Cody match. Cody's arms broken. So it's in a titanium cast, which looks the exact same as this. No different. It looked like it was made of cloth and he's, you know, running around trying to wear Brock out. They're fighting a little bit, but at some point Cody realizes I can hit him with this metal cast and it hurts him. And then everything changed. (laughs) I was like, yes, hit him with the metal. Maybe that will work. Cody student of history. Who's never seen a Bob Orton jr. Match from the mid eighties. You, Oh, you know, he has, he was probably at some of them. Mm hmm. Yeah. Lex Luger's whole gimmick was hitting guys with a titanium plate in his forearm until he realized he loved America. I guess people really liked the end of that show. I, 
good for KO and Sammy. I'm glad for them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. I think that's it for this week. That's all we got. That's all we got to give, Gary. I, you know, it's been a long week. Next week, we're going to have Dominion. We're going to watch. Oh, this weekend, there's a Tournament of Survival followed by Cage of Survival. Both of those shows. Despy got added last minute. That's the thing I'm most excited about for this weekend is Despy and Tournament of Survival. We've been begging for GCW Despy for a while, and now we're going to get it. And that is going to be great. And they announced the round one match. It It is like him against like two fucking very heavy hitters. (laughs) John Wayne Murdoch, Matt Tremont, Despy in a a three-way first round match. Uh, I don't think he makes it to the end. I don't think he's going through glass in the cage and everything. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, I we saw you saw Desperado June Kasai. I don't put it past That's them true. to go real hard with Despy. So we will we will see. I'm uh I'm not generally one for the deathmatch tournaments, but I will certainly watch the Despy matches. Um that and then yeah, I mean, whoever has to face the next night after going through like three matches of hell, go to a Deathmatch cage match for the title. I'm into it. I love it. I'm ready. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about all that stuff we just said. At Gartet on Instagram, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Chris Makes, at Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb page. I think that's it. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Hit our goddamn music. 